Welcome to Aromatic Chat, the podcast that introduces you to registered clinical and certified aromatherapists around the world. Every other week, my Mima sits down with a different aromatherapist to learn about their aromatic journey and how they use their plants that God has given us in their lives and their businesses. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching, and your host is my Mima, Melissa. She is a master transformational coach and a registered aromatherapist. Hey, friends. If you are a new Aromatic Chat listener, I want to extend a warm welcome to the show. If you're one of my longtime listeners, I want to let you know how thankful I am that you keep coming back episode after episode to hear from these amazing aromatherapists. Welcome to episode number 68, Aromatic Chat with Jane Lawson. Jane has been a clinical aromatherapist for almost 30 years and a teacher for over 20 of those. She has studied under Irene Ladder, who was the principal of the then Scottish School of Aromatherapy in the early 1990s. Irene was taught by two of Marguerite Maury's former students. So you could say that Jane is one of our amazing vintage aromatherapists. She is a massage and Lomi Lomi practitioner, reflexologist, and Reiki master. I don't want to give everything away, so let's get started. Jane, I am so thankful to have you here on Aromatic Chat. We met last year at the Aroma Summit, which was hosted by Emily Carpenter. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of you. And I was like, oh, I need to get her on the show. Ah, I'm very, very glad to be here. And what, 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 why did you want to get me on the show? I just love Uh, Your energy, you know, when we were, the thing about the Aroma Summit that was so great, especially for the people who had the VIP pass, after someone got to speak, they also had a a room set aside where you could go to the Q&As and talk to people during the Q&A. And I don't know, I just, I just love the energy that I felt coming from you. Um, It just, I don't know, it just jived with me. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. The first thing I always love to do when I have a guest on the show is just hear your aromatic journey, the story behind what brought you to aromatherapy, and then, you know, even a little bit further into the story, like what you're doing now with aromatherapy and like kind of your modality, your niche, and all of that. So tell us your story. Okay. So it would have started, oh gosh. around 35 years ago, I suppose, um, when I used to work for a company called Mitsubishi Motors. Little um, company. Tra- Pardon? Oh, yeah, it's, only, it's only a little bit of bitty companies. Um, but I used to travel all over the UK to various car dealerships and what have you and set up, you know, for promotional events and, and what have you. But in the middle of all that, I used to also... Um, obviously stay in different hotels and yes they had spas at hotels in those days as well um and every now and again because I used to do a lot of driving so I used to book myself in maybe with the the massage therapist there um and I found that it was the smelly massages (laughs) um that I really enjoyed anyway there was 
I ended up buying, oh, I think, loads of aromatherapy. So I think the very first essential oil I bought was actually patchouli. Mm. Um, it was just, it's just one of those easily available. And it was different to, yeah, that's lavender, but oh, what's this one? You know, and it's Marmite to some people, but I liked it. And there's a reason I'm telling that because it's going to crop up in a little bit. So that was the first oil I bought. Then there was one weekend. Um, I found I was going to be at home for the weekend and I was looking through the local free newspaper down here in Gloucestershire. And there was a weekend, or was it just a Saturday? It might have just been a Saturday workshop coming up. Um, And just basically teaching very simple, basic massage techniques that you could do on friends and family. Um, But there was some essential oils involved and I went, Oh, I wonder if they've still got a place. Quickly phoned up the phone number and the lady there said, yes, I've still got space if you want to come along, blah, blah, blah. So I did. Absolutely loved it, even though it was all the simple, basic stuff. So everybody starts somewhere. Um, Then it was put on hold a little bit because I thought, for me, I hadn't even thought of doing it as a profession because I was so tied up, obviously, with that company. But eventually I moved to Scotland Ended up working for well, it's Thompson's newspaper, it used to be, but the Aberdeen Journal's up there. And through all of that, as you do, as the universe sends these things to you, um, I met up with another girl who's already a remedial massage therapist. She also was um, actually her big thing was kinesiology. Melanie was very high up in the kinesiology association here and did all her training with John Fee. But she then decided she was going off to do this aromatherapy course with a lady in based in Glasgow who'd done all her training down in London um, all those years ago um, via Margaret Moray, who introduced mm. in the 60s um, aromatherapy to this country and via, um, oh, gosh, this is where I'm getting really bad these days is with names. Can't remember. There's two other. Danielle Ryman. There we go. Danielle Ryman and Eve Taylor. Mm, okay. And then she started teaching self. So I became one of her students. I thought, yes, I'm up there. So I want to go and do it. At the time, I was also I had both my daughters in very quick succession. So I did my aromatherapy, got that one in was going to start my clinical, but my second daughter then wouldn't let me go and breast, you know, bottle up my breast milk. She had to be on the boob, if you like. And I thought, right, that was getting paused for a bit. At the time, I was also by then, um, I already set up my own business because I'd done all my diploma work in fitness and nutrition. Hmm. So I was already doing all these, ex- my background's dancing. So... Oh. That's where it all came from. So understanding how the body moves, the physicalities and all the rest of it was already there. Um, so I went off, did my course, uh, then we did my clinical with Irene. I then, after I'd done my whole clinical thing, <laughs> I'll bring back the patchouli now. It was one day after my aromatherapy, I finished doing my aromatherapy and stuffed away somewhere was this bottle of patchouli that I bought all those years ago. 
And I had a job getting the lid off and all the rest of it. And I got it out. And, oh, my gosh, it was so pungent. And I went, that's turned. Better put it in the bin and order up another oil um, replacement. About two weeks after the new oil came, that's when I learned patchouli matures with age. Oh, God, why <laughs> did I throw that oil away? You know, it's constant learning. And I remember we, after... Exactly, we course, don't know what we don't know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so Irene had said to us after our clinical, you know, she said, um, now the learning starts. And we know that as therapists, you know, it's once you get into clinic, that is where we really start finding what's working, what does the nuances of the individuality of the therapy. Mm-hmm. So that ever since that point, that's been a big bugbear of mine. When I see people, you know, aromatherapists or, you know, the other people putting out recipes on social media saying, use this for your arthritis or use this for your da 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 da. And I'm going, what happened to the word aromatherapy? You know? A doctor's not going to go on and say, oh, if you've got these symptoms, go down to the pharmacist and ask him to give you a script for this. He's not going to do it. And we shouldn't be doing it. We should not be doing it. We should not be putting out, unless the only caveat to that, in my view, see, I'm getting all passionate again, again, (laughs) is if you're going to do something like that, please put out there, unless you've got... X, Y, Z wrong with you, do not use this blend. Right. Or if you have got, I should say, this wrong with right. you. Yeah? Right. The contraindications should be there. You know, there are books out there written by aromatherapists and going, oh, there's this blend, that blend, the other blend. And I'm looking through the book, where's all your contraindications? Where is it? You know, it just takes away from the whole aromatherapy. Because that's mm-hmm. what we are at the end of the day. We're individual people dealing with individual pe- clients. Right. So that's my bugbear out the way. And that's where my patchouli comes back in. Um, <laughs> so I then learned, because I think with the Aroma Summit, um, Emily was interviewing me as well about dowsing for the oils. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey friends, if you're an aromatherapist, here's something really important that you may not have been taught in aromatherapy school. Connecting with other professional aromatherapists is really important to the health of your practice. Why? Because our brains are designed for connection. Connection, team, clan, tribe, core group, no matter what you call it, it's about survival. When you are isolated, it's easy to become discouraged and feel like nothing you're doing really matters. But when you're connected, and part of a larger group focused on the same goal, you're energized, and maybe you even feel invincible. Well, coming up September 26th through 28th, you have a chance to be a part of a community of aromatherapists at the Aromatics in Action International Conference, Embracing and Composing Sustainable Aromatics in Nashville, Tennessee, USA, brought to you by the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. The AIA is bringing together industry leaders and educators, as well as exhibitors, at their first post 
post-pandemic in-person conference. There will also be on-demand sessions to add more learning opportunities and continuing education. I invite you to visit alliance-aromatherapist.org and sign up today. That's alliance-aromatherapist.org or visit the link in the show notes and sign up today to join the AIA and be a part of the tribe. Without going into a ton of detail, because this isn't a class on dousing, could you just explain what you mean by dousing? Okay, so we the dousing for essential oils, um, we use a pendulum, which is a piece of wood usually, or a crystal on the end of a chain or a bit of string. So I'll ask the client if there's something specific we're wanting to deal with, and then you use the dowser in front of their heart chakra, and it picks up the energy, and it holds it around the pendulum. If your normal vibration is set at one point, but when you're not well, for whatever reason, mental, emotional, or physical, right. your energy levels drop. So what the dowser does, it doesn't just bring you back and match you to where your vibration should be. There's healing that's needed, so it has to go beyond that so that it settles back down then. So it needs to go into correction mode so that you're back into normal, if you like. That's the easiest way of explaining it. I think what you're doing is just, it's crazy amazing. And yes, it is magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the only word for it because, you know, the amount of times I've had experiences where, you know, first time clients, for example, and we're going through the client assessment and I'm going, my clinical head is going click, 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 these oils. This needs to go together, what have you. And then I'm going, okay. And over I go. And I'm going, let's see how many of these I was right about, you know. Nine times out of ten, there's one. Mm-hmm. But then when the other combinations, because usually it's around three essentials that get blended together. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I've got one very regular client. And at least once a year when she comes for her treatment, the dowser says, no, no oils. Just do the reflexology. For whatever reason, don't need the oils, just do the reflex. And isn't uh, that isn't that wonderful, though? And that's one of the things I get asked a lot as an aromatherapist, you know, do you diffuse all the time? No. no you do not. <laughs> so Sometimes every now and again, it. I'll put it on. Yeah. And if I do get sick myself, then yeah, douse oh, yeah. myself and off I go. Earlier this year, I woke up in the middle of the night with the most burning sore throat it was just burning especially into my ears and I thought right that's it went downstairs doused myself up and said I just want one oil to sort this out please and it just went straight for the gorgeous balsam and I'm kidding you not in literally 20-30 minutes max gone absolutely gone and there was nothing in my research that said anything about sore throats Mm. I mean, being a balsam, you'd imagine it would be because it's anything to do with the respiratory in that area of the body. Mm -hmm. But this one was like, whoa, seriously? Now, it's not an oil I would have gone for. You know, I'm dealing with over 200 oils and I'm looking at them all and I'm going, how many? Which one? Narrowed it down to eventually writing my book, of course, which is a workbook as opposed to Here's another aromatherapy book, giving the history and the breakdown and some recipes. Okay. This is how you can work to figure out, because I thought if people can't douse, there's got to be a formula there where they can actually work their way through something as a workbook so they can actually put things together themselves. But anyway, that's a whole different story. So to go back, 
um, I got a phone call off my teacher one day and she said, and they were based up in Aberdeen. She was in Glasgow, I was in Aberdeen. And she said, the students in Aberdeen, she said, I can't get there. Can you go? And she said, I've already phoned up the PA, which was Hippity at the time. And she said, yeah, this, it's fine for me to invigilate the exams. So off I went. And it was a couple of years later then. I then developed my own syllabus, both at aromatherapy and at clinical aromatherapy. And in the background, because I had this huge, big vision, which is now, you know, 30 years later, starting to manifest. And the traditional values from the way Margaret Moray brought it through and my teacher brought it through, encompassing then, you know, what I'd learned from Janet Morgan with the dowsing and stuff. And I thought, this has got to be preserved. You know, it's not because this is the best. This is because this is one way of doing it. Right. And we can't lose this. And, of course, staying within the realms of the core curriculum that is set by various PAs and what mm-hmm. have you in this country and the standards. But I took my clinical to another level again because I also felt there were these other little add-ons that I'd learned, you know, like the dowsing. Uh, what else did I do? I did a lot more kinesiology with Melanie. I trained with her as well. So I incorporated all these bits and pieces. Um, so when I got the phone call back, I remember it so, so well. You know, those moments in your life, those specific ones, I was so nervous putting in those two syllabuses. Plus, obviously, there had to be anatomy and physiology as part of that as well. And I got the phone call. It was half nine on a Saturday morning and it was landline because we didn't really have mobiles in those days. Right. And answered the phone and it was um, John Cragg from Ipty. And he said, um, just to let you know, he said, you can start teaching Monday if you want to. Your Both your syllabuses have passed. And I'm going, oh, thank you very much. But in the background, I'm going, yes. Yes, yes. You know, yes. Like yes. I almost sort of then he said, but there's just one thing. And I thought, oh, here we go. So plonked myself down in the armchair and I said, yes, what is it? And he said, I have a message to pass on to you from the board. He said, they want me to tell you that this is the best clinical therapy syllabus we've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah. And I went, because I was expecting to say, but could you just change this bit? Right, this? right. Tweet yes. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said it's the best. Which and I and I'm just going, wow, because Ipti would cover aromatherapist insurance wise, if you like, internationally as well. So mm. I knew it wasn't just meeting core curriculum standards in the UK, it could be covered, you know, in other countries as well. Ipti unfortunately no longer exists. The last two years with COVID have seen them have to shut the door and all the rest of it. But anyway, that's my story. So, yeah, so that started my teaching journey. Um, and is your school still operational? Oh, God, yeah. I still teach. Is it online or in person? No. So it's it's sort of blended in a way. So I run, um, I was doing it before COVID made online teaching a thing. Um, so I've got students from all over the UK. Um, and now obviously a lot more internationally as well, particularly because of the Zoom sessions that we can do. So a lot of theory work I will do online. And mm-hmm. if it means that there are oils involved, um, and again, I was using sniffle sticks before they became a thing. 
you know, because I used to send mm-hmm. out little bottles, you know, and mm-hmm. then these sticky sticks suddenly appear and I'm going, oh, so I'll send out the kits that they need for that class, if you like. So at least they're, they're working with the oil, you know, rather than sitting there and trying to give a description of get your sniffy out. Right, let's, right. let's start working. And of course, I always work it as well into the, because by then the chemistry is in the background. So getting into the next level, I mean, we just take off because That's then awesome. I get them, okay, now this oil is particularly good for, and I'll go into maybe a mental or emotional reasons. And those mental emotional reasons, because we start doing the mind body connection, can develop into these kind of illnesses. But is there anybody in class, for example, that's feeling this particular way at the moment? Or there's somebody that they're having this kind of conflict with or whatever. Right. Or it's right. an internal right. conflict with themselves, you know, measure of their own self-esteem or whatever. And I'm going, mm-hmm. and somebody in class will go, yeah, it's me. No, that's I'm me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, right, I want you to close your eyes, put yourself in that position, and then start smelling this oil. Just waft it around. Don't stick it up your nose. Just waft it around. And plastic and you can see everybody's waiting to see a reaction you know and all of a sudden there's this little smile and they go oh my goodness it's changed the whole thing the other way around so I really really work very much more these days on I try and explain that every single individual essential oil is your best friend but each of your because we all do in real life we have our own best friends that this one's the one I'm going to turn to if I have this kind of problem or that one because I've got that problem, yeah? So yep. each of these essentials are your best friends. So you get to know their personalities. You really understand what they're going what they're going to do to help you. They'll relate with you, if you see what mm-hmm. I mean, yeah? Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I hear therapists saying, oh, no, if they don't like the smell, don't use it, I'm going, oh, if they don't like the smell, it's because it's bringing up some associated memory that actually needs to be investigated. Right, right. So oh, I'm wow. a practical. It doesn't agree with all aromatherapists because they say, oh, God, no, you can't give them something that's going to make you screw up the nose. I was going, yeah, but if you bring it in a blend, right, quietly underneath, right. underneath. work on the challenge while there's the others supporting yes. it. So never, if you get a client that goes, whoa, and I'll go, interesting. Yes. Okay. And because I get to know the all so well myself, I've got this, you know. So that's how I try and teach the students. See each one of these oils as your individual friend. And it's the same thing for the clients. Your clients have got their own little group of friends that they would turn to as well for the help and support that they need. And the minute you start turning around people's mental and emotional attitude to underlying causes, it's almost like that physical symptom almost overnight starts changing. Oh, my gosh, Jane. I am so glad that we are talking. Uh, First, I want to go back to to your kinesiology beginning, your your Mm -hmm. everything, because you were a dancer. I'm assuming ballet. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a dancer. I was a dancer also. Um, back in New York, so like ah. we've got that connection. But now you're speaking my language when we're talking about the mind-body connection, because mm-hmm. that's what I work on—not just as an aromatherapist, but also also as a life coach. 
that's mm-hmm. what that's where I love to get deep and figure things out because if there's mm-hmm. something physically going on, there's something mental as well and in the reverse. So we are on the same page. I am loving this. Oh my gosh. I just had to say you that. Know what? Just to go back to the dancing really quickly, because mm-hmm. it does have a link back into the mind-body connection. So I have my two daughters and I'd moved back to um, Anglesey, where I hail from in Wales. And I wanted to enroll my girls in my previous dance teacher's classes. Um, no, I didn't want to go to the Royal Ballet School because my teacher in Anglesey was Royal Ballet School trained. I went and I said, I had a phone down. She said, I'd love to see you, Jane. I'd love to meet your little girls, blah, blah, blah. And that was fine on the phone call. So as it happens, we've got our annual display going on. You know, so off I toddled with the girls and I took my mother with her, with us. And as we were walking into the hotel where we, where she'd hired um, this huge room for the kids to do all their displays and get their awards and you know how it works. And as she walked towards me, I don't know where it came from. I just suddenly started crying and I'm going, where's this coming from? Pat took me in her arms and held me and she said, Look at you, you silly girl. Why are you crying? And I'm going, I don't know. But I, in my gut, it was like, you know, if you've been a dancer yourself, it's all about putting your passion and your, there is that deep energy into it because otherwise it's not going to come across in the dancing. Right. Yeah. So any, yeah. anybody can learn the technique. In other words, if you like with aromatherapy, the chemistry. But it's putting that passion, it's putting the energy into it that then takes it to that other level so right. that the audience can understand the story that you're telling. Right. So I'm making this comparison because, like I just said, it's all very well learning the technique, dancing, or mm-hmm. the technique as in chemistry in essential mm-hmm. oils. But to get the whole thing over, You've got to connect with the emotion, the mental attitude, what is going on through Ophelia's head, you know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. To get that story across to the audience. Mm -hmm. So there's parallels there. Uh, So I have found in the time that I've been doing aromatic chat and even before that aromatherapists are really some of the most interesting people and versatile people. We don't just do aromatherapy. We do so much no. more. What are some yeah. of your other passions outside of aromatherapy? What, you mean what I do in my spare time? No, not spare time. The time That time that's yours. The time that's just you. Sniffing more oils. <laughs> learning about them. Seriously, I'm a sad basket case. I really, really <laughs> am a sad basket case. <laughs> I am literally walking imbued... Which all would you like to smell? Scratch and sniff this bit, you know. That's amazing. Um, oh, my no, goodness. I mean, I always say to people, you know, never ask the person what they do for a living. Ask them what they like to do. You've just done it to me. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> what do you do in your spare time, Jane? And I'm going, because uh, uh, that's how you get to know the real person. <laughs> you find out what they do in their, you know, do you play golf? You know, what kind of sports yeah. do you do or what have you? What do I do in my... 
I don't. I mean, it's like today I've come to sort of, well, I finished that and I finished that, finished that. And I was looking at my diary and going, hmm, what am I going to work on today? You know, because I, right. again, I've got some more workshops that I've got lists for. Seriously, I've got lists and I'm going, I want to do that workshop. I want to put that workshop together. I don't like this word workshop anymore. I prefer classes. So in a way, I don't do workshops where you come along and it's an interest thing. I've mm-hmm. sort of leveled up and said, no, these are actual classes, CPDs, and I've dropped off more of the what you'd call workshops, come and then get a little taste of something new. And right. I just no, not interested. I keep leveling up and up and up. Tell us a story about how you have helped uh, a client or a friend or a family member, like that one story that sticks in your mind that just reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. In fact, a couple of my students were saying, because very often in class I will bring through, this is what happened when I did this. Because we all learn naturally through, and I don't mean to belittle it because it's all fact, but through storytelling. Mm-hmm. Storytelling and experience, you know, storytelling around the campfire, we remember those things. So to bring the oils across, I will tell the students, this is what happened when I used this particular oil with this particular client or something, you know. So I could tell you about the wonderful 82-year-old client when I doused her, who'd seen the light a couple of times, so I had to be very careful what I used with her. She had COPD, and I doused her, and she said, um, and I said, there's no way I'm using time oil on you. No chance because of the heart thing, what have you. And she turned around to me, lavender was in the blend, and I can't remember what the third one was. And she turned around to me, she said, I trust you, douse more than I trust you. One particular client, and this one always does stick in my head, I must admit. This particular girl, she had torticollis. I mean, she was really rigid in the neck. and I mean, mm. the shoulders were going with the head movement. It was that bad. So we start doing the assessment and she said that um, she had epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm already going on the, well, this is what she's come to me for, you know, for the, the head and neck. Right. <clears throat> so I already have things like, as you do, rosemary flitting around in there. And I'm going, ooh, no, we'd cancel that one out because we can't use that. She's got epilepsy, etc. Anyway, I doused her. So two oils came out and it was frankincense and rosewood and that was it. Perfectly fine for epilepsy, perfectly safe, and did some extra work around, obviously, this area for some release work, bringing in some of my lommy in to release the shoulders off and what have you. Anyway, finished the treatment. She got off that couch, had complete and utter range of movement in her head. It was like it had never, ever been there. And I'm still going, damn, I knew I was good, but not that good. It can't be just down to me as a massage therapist. Right, right. That that even surprised me. the huge transformation that had happened. And she went, oh, it's amazing, Jane. Okay, let's see what you need to use at home then. Same two oils, but she had to use them in the bath at home twice a week. And she needed to come back to see me in two weeks' time. Now, normally, um, she would get hospitalized at least, if not once a week, but once a fortnight with massive, because of the epilepsy, um, cluster yeah. migraines and stuff, oh, yeah. uh, which would set off the fits and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, she turned up for her next appointment. She says, Jane, I've got, um, I've not been to hospital 
in the last two weeks. And I haven't even had a headache. And while I was doing the massage, I figured out the frankincense because I thought, okay, it's relaxing. It's got anti-inflammatory properties and psychologically in the background, obviously. When somebody can't move their head, so they've got restricted head movements, look over the shoulder because they don't want to look at what's going on behind them or the stuff in the past that they're not prepared to go back and revisit, if you like. And I thought, oh, that sort of makes sense. But the rosewood completely stumped me, absolutely stumped me. I mean, wouldn't mm-hmm. it stump you? You're going, why have I got rosewood out for a stiff neck? So I dug deep, dug deep. And it was actually one of, because we didn't have the internet in those days, obviously, and I still don't trust much that I read on the internet when it comes to us. It's now Belt's book. Mm-hmm. And it was just a sentence in there about rosewood and saying there's evidence to show that rosewood can help epilepsy that's been in the presence of or it's because it's been caused by childhood abuse. So we're going back, like I say, nearly 30 years here. In those days, you didn't really approach people about that. Right, right. So I was talking to my Reiki master teacher who was an Australian. She lived in Aberdeen at the time because of the oil industry and stuff. And she said, you just ask her. And I went, you can't do that. This is, you, you don't <laughs> I love that. Australians. You know, by the way, have you been sexually abused when you were a child? I said, you just don't do it. You know, you, <laughs> the said, it'll work out. Trust yeah. the universe. You know, it'll, you know, you'll find a way. Honestly, I was sweating cobs for two weeks until the girl mm. came back because I knew in my heart that's where it had to be. Because right. I also knew, having done work with Douglas Bell, through polarity therapy and extending on my reflexology work, that he was saying that 80% of age onset epilepsy, if it's not, you know, blunt force trauma or an operation into the head or something, goes back to childhood abuse, which was a, a new... So when I saw that in, in, in Schnaubelt's book, I'm, I'm just going, oh my goodness, what Douglas Bell taught me, what's in this book? It just sat absolutely, this is what's going on. Plus that right. frank to do with the past right so she came in she sat in the rocking chair and I said right before we start let's go over these two walls shall we because I've been investigating da, 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 da. did the frankincense things no problem started on the rosewood because I'd already said about letting go of stuff in the past and stuff I was watching her facial reactions and I could see I'm on the right track because I could see something was changing right. so when I started bringing up so I said this is going to be really difficult to do with the rosewood and I said, if you want to get up and walk out, I said, that's perfectly fine. I said, but I can't find a gentle way of doing this. And I just said, so Rosewood's indicated if somebody's had any kind of, and she needed came out with abuse. And she was crying. I started crying, you know, and it was, I said, I'm so sorry. And she said, Jane, you've just joined up the dots for me. Very deep in the recesses. So deep. Yes. Was when she was two and a half. She'd gone home to mum. Mum confirmed it was a family friend. She hadn't been, the doctor had checked her out. No physical damage. Too young to remember. And there's no such thing as no child is too young to remember. Our our bodies remember that trauma. Yes. Trauma is not what happens to you, but the sense that your body makes of what happens to you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, Oh, that's amazing. So that was a turning point for me 
So she said, let's go for this. She said, I need to get this sorted because for her, she'd had two weeks of not even a single headache. Right, right. Let alone a seizure. Right. And I said to her, do not stop taking your meds, though. You've got to keep taking them. You do not stop them for whatever reason. The, The sum total of this one is three months after she started treatment with me. Okay, well, I don't even feel it's me, you know. I didn't pick those oils. I can do it. But never in a million years would I put frankincense and rosewood together for somebody who's presenting with torticolis, so severe, they used to monitor or obviously just run the tests and what have you. So they put like, you know, those funny head sensor things on to check brainwave patterns and what have you. Completely clear, gone. Wow. And that was it. That was it for me. I'm going, I don't know what these oils do. Yeah, I need to understand the chemistry. Yes, I need to know because of the chemistry, they're very good for this, that and the other and what have you. But at the end of the day, you need to get to know the personality. Oh, yeah. It's like we're individuals, my chemistry, my body chemistry. In other words, my endocrine system, my the way my nervous system is going to re- respond to stuff. Right, it's right. It's completely different to yours and every other yep. seven billion person yep. on this planet. Early on, you mentioned a workbook. Um, so I'm just going to ask this question. What are you working on right now that's got you really excited? My aromatherapy book. I mean, it's self-published. So I've got no idea how to get my book out there and do all the fancy stuff and what have you. But it's there. And I finally got that one done because I've been working on it for years because I thought people can't douse. How can we actually transfer this into a workbook? people because that's what's missing out there for people mm-hmm. who want to home you safely they can go through because all the contraindications are there and i literally say in the book put a line through all those you know say for high blood pressure right well go and put a line through rosemary so you know you're not even going to go near that oil you know so it's easy for them to use so they start on this cycle throughout the book starting with the emotional moving into the mental then relationships because we all forget about relationships with ourselves and with others before you get to the physical then you look at the physical then we've also got our dreams and aspirations because that's what keeps us motivated as human mm-hmm. beings and the dreams and aspirations immediately then falls back into the emotional because if you're achieving then you're on a positive upward spiral, aren't you? Okay. Right. So that's the essence of the book. So groups of plants fall into each one of those groups. So obviously physical ones straight away, it's got to be the herbs. Yeah. Mental stuff or uh, the flower oils, all the flower mm-hmm. structured oils. So that's how that works. So it got to the point because I did that one about six years ago now. So it's seven year cycles, you see. So I suddenly realized at the beginning of this year, I was ready now to bring out a companion book too, which is more clinical level because it's all those extra oils. And there's a hell of a lot more oils in that section, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I thought, can I apply the model I had for the first book? Will the oils from clinical fit the same? And obviously the answer is, yeah, you've just got mm-hmm. to figure it all out. Right. So I've been through all those kind of, some of them I've left out, some of them I've gone, hmm. But it was just fascinating how they all slotted into the same modality as the first book. I've gone back through book one 
and completely done deep dives again on what I call the aromatherapy level oils that are out there in book one. Um, book two is not so much of an issue because I'd already done deep dives, although I'm, you, you know what it's like, Melissa, you keep diving in, don't you? It's so many people have said, I'm reading your book, Jane. I can hear your voice in my ear. It's like you're reading the book to me because I, I write best. it. That's the best. That's the best, though, when you're reading a book and you're hearing the person. I I can't write any other way. That's beautiful. I can't write any other way. You know? Okay. So we're we're coming down to the end here. And I want to know, like, how can people get in touch with you? Because the mission of the podcast is to connect people. How can they find you and what you're doing? Okay. So I don't do a lot of social media. I literally do one, and that's Facebook. Okay. Um, my daughter's trying to persuade me to do Instagram and I said, no way, I'm too old to learn you. Just technique. do Facebook. If that's where so you feel comfortable. I'm just doing Facebook. Um, but I also have my, uh, website, which is mm-hmm. biz. B-I-Z. As we close out, I just always like to hand the floor over to you, my guest for just a final, whatever final words you want to leave the listeners with. Always put the energy, and this is my little quote in it, is love it better. No matter how difficult that situation is, whatever you're going through, just try and put love in it. Even if it's the love of, I appreciate what you're saying, I appreciate what you're doing, that is your perspective on this. But now our paths need to go separate ways, but put the love in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And always recognize that no matter how tough a situation is, because I'm a half, I'm a cup half full kind of girl, glass half full. So whenever any, can I use that word shit happens, (laughs) the shit hits the fan, there's a lesson in there. The universe is testing you. You have a toolbox. And very often people saying, why is this happening to me again? It's the same sort of thing happening again. It's because the universe knows you've got the tools. You've been through this before. You know how to deal with this. So it's going to happen until you pass the test. So everything has got a learning experience in it. And you've got to look for that silver lining. It might not be something that's positive that's going to come immediately. But if you see that pathway out of it, that's where wow happens when you get through at the other side. Jane, thank you so much for taking your very, very early morning to chat with (laughs) me. I appreciate you and what you're doing in the aromatherapy world and not just aromatherapy, but just, oh my word, everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed doing it. Um, I thought it was so interesting when Jane told me that she was a dancer, because if you remember back at the beginning of the episode, I said, I just really was excited about having her on the show. And, and then she asked me why. And I thought I, you know, I just really enjoyed her energy. And then when she said that about being a dancer, I was like, there we go. That makes so much sense now. I am so glad that you joined me today for this episode with Jane Lawson. 
I just had so much fun getting to know her, so much so that I actually signed up and took her class on dowsing. And it was a beautiful experiment on myself, seeing what oils that I need. I'm just so thankful for Jane and the work that she's doing. And she is such a teacher. She's so generous with her knowledge that anyone can have access to it. So I'm telling you, go over to her website and check out all of the things that she has to offer. And I'll put that link to her website and the other ways that you can get in touch with her into the show notes. I am so thankful for every single person who tunes into Aromatic Chat. And I want to let you know that over at buymeacoffee.com slash aromatic chat, I do post uh, some extra stuff from the episodes. I also post some meditations. I'm not real great at being consistent over there, but I'm hoping that this coming year that will change and the people who are buying me a coffee will get value from what's being offered over there. Be sure to check out the show notes for any of the links mentioned in today's episode. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching. You can connect with me, your master transformational life coach and registered aromatherapist on the web at lemonbalmcoaching.com. Would you be open to leaving the show a review? Reviews make it possible for Aromatic Chat to climb up the ratings charts and for new listeners to find the show and connect with the aromatherapist that meets their needs. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or at buymeacoffee.com slash aromatic chat. I am so glad that you tuned into this episode. I'll see you in a couple of weeks with our next guest. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics. Hey, friends. I want to introduce you to Blend Precisely, the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. When I first started out as a practitioner, I used spreadsheets, Word documents, my calculator, all of my safety books, and that was before I ever opened up a single bottle of essential oil to create a blend. Seriously, it took at least 20 to 30 minutes for every single blend that I made for my clients or my family. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or you're just starting out, Blend Precisely will take the guessing out of the safety issues and let you focus on creating beautiful blends with ease. No more using multiple different programs to get your blends ready to go safely and effectively. Everything is calculated for you inside Blend Precisely. Dilution, percentages, chakras, perfumery notes, pricing, milliliters, ounces, grams, and more. Blend Precisely incorporates Tisserand's safety information so you never have a question again. There's no more guessing. One toolkit for everything. The best part about Blend Precisely is that it's not just a program that you sign up to use and then have no support. There is constant support from the creators Katrin and Seth Burkholz. They have videos every week on their Facebook page, YouTube channel, and they even have a Facebook group for members of their community. I want you to know that Blend Precisely has a 14-day free trial. I suggest that you sign up for the trial, pull out some of your favorite blends and input them into the program and see what happens. Maybe even create a few new ones. Maybe even create some stock blends and see how Blend Precisely can support you in your aromatic life and business. I'm sharing with you my affiliate link to try out Blend Precisely risk-free for 14 days. Just click on the link to check out the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. And then use this toolkit to blend precisely.